Welcome to Wellness You, a podcast designed to help you learn more about your health and how to live your best life. Podcast hosts include Chiropractic Essence and Essence Med, Bambi's Green Acres Natural Market, My Nurse Healthcare, and First Row Fitness, all of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Before we hear from this episode's host, let's learn more about everyone here at Wellness U. Wellness U brought to you in part by Essence Health Group, home to Chiropractic Essence and Essence Med, your one stop for joint health and overall wellness in Council Bluffs. So if you've been told you are bone on bone or a candidate for knee replacement, or if you're suffering from knee or other joint pain and want a non-invasive, non-surgical option, Essence Med and Council Bluffs is the place for you. With over 160 five-star patient reviews, this is a healthcare practice that focuses on real results through their custom joint program. The team of doctors at Essence Med focuses on tailoring care to the individual and finding the best plan of care in the least invasive manner. This is healthcare reimagined. Chiropractic Essence is under the same roof and also the fastest growing chiropractor in Council Bluffs with a focus on community and offers a hybrid technique that is safe, precise, and effective for all ages. Their office is filled with happy, healthy families that have reduced or eliminated their pain and have developed healthier lifestyles thanks to chiropractic Essence. With the latest techniques and technologies, Essence is not just a healthcare clinic to reactively reduce symptoms, but rather a practice that is laser-focused on improving our bodies and building them up to the most optimal state. Give them a call at 712-308-8161 for a healthier you. 712-308-8161. Also brought to you by First Row Fitness. Join host Carrie McDonald, personal trainer, sports nutrition specialist, and owner of First Row Fitness for discussions on improving your fitness, nutrition, and quality of life. You'll experience a no-nonsense approach to nutrition and all things fitness and be inspired by guests who change their lives by deciding to take control of their health. You can even submit your own questions for Carrie to address, so look for episodes of Wellness You hosted by Carrie McDonald. This episode of Wellness You brought to you by Bambi's Green Acres Natural Marketing Council Bluffs. If you're searching for healthy supplements, herbal products, information, education, and more, come visit us at Bambi's Green Acres Natural Market right here in Council Bluffs for 26 years where we put health in your hands. Call today, 712-323-5799. All right. Hello. Welcome to Wellness You. This is Julie Wiesman with My Nurse Healthcare, and I have a fantastic guest in the studio today, Dr. Vicki McHugh. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here. And I just want to have just a real, just laid back conversation because I think people need to know you. People need to know kind of what services you lend and, you know, what you do for people and what you are doing for your communities too. So tell me, so Vicki is a doctor of physical therapy, correct? Is that That's the correct? correct? Yes. I don't, not enough people call you doctor. No. But I think it's kind of cool. I mean, thank you. <laughs> you know. So tell me a little bit about let's start let's start early on. Let's start back where where are you from? I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I have a twin sister and an older brother. We all went away to college. I ended up going to undergraduate in schools in Iowa and Missouri and then landed in Omaha for my doctorate in physical therapy. So what are your undergrad degrees in? Interdisciplinary studies. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I think from a young age I actually had a lot of value 
on the interworkings of more than one thought process. So when I got into PT school, I think that really bled into my interest and awareness of there's more than just one angle Mm -hmm. or way to work with this clinical issue. So So when you were going through your undergrad, what what spurred you to say, hey, I, I think I want to be a physical therapist? Or was that the plan? Nope. Actually, when I graduated from high school, the plan was to be an educator. And so I went into my undergraduate studies with a direction toward math and oh um, secondary God. education. Yeah, it wasn't super far into my curriculum that I decided math maybe wasn't where I was headed. <laughs> um, no, but to be fair, I like so many others who end up coming into physical therapy, had an injury in high school and so worked extensively with a physical therapist as a patient. I was a patient. And in working with that individual, she had such an impact on my road to recovery. I enjoyed the opportunity to see her in her workplace. I didn't always enjoy what I did, but I always valued the relationship that she formed with me. So were you an active kid? Did you like a lot of sports? Did you Yeah, I I tore my I tore my ACL playing basketball. Mm. And so I was in intense rehab for that um because I went on to play college basketball. And so but yes, very active and we always had a lot of, you know, this was <laughs> growing up a few decades ago. So riding our bikes out in the pl- you know, pools, yeah. playing in the summer, always having something going on. And we were really involved in scouts as well as a family. And so we were doing high adventure activities like hiking and rock mm-hmm. climbing and caving and things in the Missouri and um, Midwest areas. You know, I think I've known you for probably about, I don't know, eight or nine years now. And I didn't know you had a twin. Oh, yeah. How I, cool is that? It's fun. Um, obviously, growing up, we were always kind of together. And then when I went away to college, I was like, apparently it's not like implicit when you look at me to know that I have a twin. No. So for the first time in my life, I met people that didn't know there was another side of my And I'm sure everybody out there is saying, tell us, are you identical or fraternal? We are fraternal. We're we're girls. So both girls, but fraternal. Yeah. Her name is Becky and my name is Vicky. And growing up, we always were Bicky and Bicky. I bet. So are you do you are you similar looking? We are not. That's actually. So funny. We have a brother that's almost two years older than us, and my brother and my sister have more physical features together, similar. And so when people would learn that my parents had twins, they, they always thought it was, thought it was my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And so what did your what what occupations did your parents do growing up? My mother was an educator and then left education for a, a time and was kind of just in the business industry. And then my father was a police officer, but then transitioned into traveling sales. Okay, very good. I didn't know you were from the STO. Mm-hmm. Before we moved to Europe, when I was in high school, we lived in mid-Missouri. Oh, okay. Um, near Rolla, just outside of Fort Leonard Wood in Dixon, Missouri. Okay. So I almost went to Missouri for school, but I ended up going to Northwest Missouri State. Okay. But spent a lot of time in St. Louis. So. Yeah, it's it's a good city and get back there to see. We still have, I still have family there. And so, yeah. And so you went to college, you got your undergrad, you headed to Creighton. Yeah, Omaha's been my home since, gosh, almost 30 years. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it's really, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere. And, um, but I attended Creighton and graduated from their third class. Oh, wow. Um, for the doctoral program. And ended up staying and loving Omaha. It gets 
easy to get back to St. Louis and see Mm -hmm. family, but it's not quite home. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't quite moving back. So where did you start your physical therapy career? Like what kind of were you doing? Now, I guess we'll 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 talk a little bit about what Key Complete Therapies does and, and how it's kind of set up. But tell me about like some of your earlier positions. Were they in the hospital? Were they in a facility? Were they in home? Sure. And I did kind of get sidetracked. So I'll kind of follow back up to that. When I was working with the physical therapist, it had a great impact on me. But then I went away to college and pursued a, a undergraduate degree in education. Well, when I realized that math wasn't really my pursuit, I kept coming back to the time that I spent with that physical therapist. And I was like, you know, I realized that she was teaching me so many components of my rehab that it clicked for me that I could actually be a physical therapist. And really, I would be teaching people how to either rehab, recover, or adapt things that that's really where I was like, oh, I think my educator is going to come through in this vein, right? So then when I went got into grad school, I really pursued the idea that I was going to be a part-time faculty. My goals were to be a part-time faculty and part-time clinician mm-hmm. because I thought, well, I'll still be, I still want to be an educator. But as I went through my doctoral training, it occurred to me that every time I interacted with patients I was teaching. And I didn't need to have a separate hat for that. And in fact, the more I could teach someone, the more effective I could be at teaching someone my knowledge around their body or their disease process or their recovery, the more effective as a physical therapist I would be. And so it really became my platform for teaching. Yeah. And you do a great job of it because you're constantly having interns, you know, Mm -hmm. kids are coming to you you know, to do their curriculum and their clinicals. I mean, and, you know, so I I know you love that part of it. And I know that your staff appreciates that from you, that you're willing to teach and not, you know, it's just like the old nurse syndrome, (laughs) you know, where they eat their young. You know, the the ones that love to teach were the ones that we look up to in mentorship. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're going to be for your baby PTs and OTs, you know. Coming professionals. Yeah. Yeah. So my earlier clinical experiences, I, I, as a new graduate, had an opportunity to work at a acute medical hospital here, focusing with work in the pediatric arena, which was really where my, as I went through PT school, my heart became very, very pulled toward working with children. I also had the opportunity to work in a acute care rehab setting where I had the opportunity to work with individuals following neurological incidents or injuries and doing complex neuro rehab. And so from there, I actually ended up having an, another injury that changed the course of my career, which interfered with me treating patients in direct care. So I went to do a fellowship at a local institution here and did a postdoctoral fellowship in leadership and research and education. It was an interdisciplinary fellowship again. Very so cool. we saw that com- that theme coming back together. And from there, I actually took an academic position and became a program director for an academic institution in teaching physical therapy in the physical therapist. Did you like program. that? I did. It was um, it was a great opportunity for me to stay engaged and involved while I was working through an injury that prevented direct patient care. And it gave me an opportunity to really see things as a professional working in an adaptive needed program, right? So I wasn't able to do the work that I wanted to with my injury, but it gave me lots of ways to be aware of how to adapt and work around those 
that that injury in a different way than I, it had impacted me when I was in high Which school. Which that's every day of our right. life dealing with patients right. is yeah. adaptation. So yeah, exactly. And so then after that, I worked with in collaboration with a home health company and provided direct services when I was able to get back into patient care to direct services in the home setting. And that's really where the birth of Key Complete Therapies came from. And what year was that? Well, this March, we celebrated our 16th anniversary. Holy crap. So, <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome. It's, it's. And tell us a little bit about the birth of Key Complete Therapies. So it really was much of my, much of my process has been so organic that things just happen and, you know, kind of unveil themselves to me. And that was the situation. I was working in um, relationship with a home health company, home health company, and they were needing a physical therapist. So that was me, right? Well, as we were seeing more patients, it was growing. And so the person that the boss had asked me, you know, do you know any others that might want to come and work? And do you know any occupational therapist? Oh, you know what? A couple months later, we need a speech pathologist. And I was like, well, okay. So I was connecting the dots because I'm a connector. I'm a relationship person. So I was like, yes, I know people. Let's do this. Well, then as we had kind of this team together, they were all independent contractors. So none of them worked directly. They weren't employed, right? So there, I brought them on, but I wasn't their boss and I had no authority over them. But the boss wanted me to manage them. And I was like, um, yeah, we can establish this. So that was really, it was sort of a solution to get the get this task done and, and see these patients. And so in talking with the boss of that company and, and some of my other colleagues, I was like, I can, I, I can pull together a team of therapists that serve patients under these other, other companies and really let us do the therapy that we want to do without having other obstacles in the way. And so that's where it kind of started was as a solution to meet this need. So did you bring them on as 1099 employees or as W-2 employees? Good question. Originally, they were all 1099s. However, I was, my academic position was with physical therapist assistants, which is generally a two-year associate degree, but they are considered secondary professionals to a physical therapist. So in the state of Nebraska cannot work independently without a supervisor. So they can't technically be a 1099. Mm. So as I was, you know, working through compliance issues with these these employees or these contractors, realizing that I needed to actually establish a framework to be a formal employer for mm -hmm. the physical therapist assistants who I had so much so much value for in the field of physical therapy that I wanted them to be part of my team, but I had to establish a, an infrastructure that would meet the compliance requirements to do that. Sure. And that's how I started out with my group too. Uh, when I had like three employees and then I had 10 employees and we were, I still had them 1099 until 2020 for us till okay. COVID. Oh, okay. And oh, yeah, yeah. so unfortunately, sidebar, it put me in the group that couldn't get the paycheck or the pay payroll, payroll protection. Yeah, plan. I couldn't get it because we'd only been W two employees for like eight months too of the short. twelve month period oh, at that point. Shoot. So that sucked. Yeah, but that's too bad. Yeah, but so we're all W two now. But yeah, it's it's an interesting jump for mm -hmm. sure, especially to your pocketbook. Well, and you know the one thing that was so beneficial one it actually recruited and attracted different employees or prospective employees because. Managing your own taxes under a 1099 contract status is a different it's a different beast and not everyone's interested in doing that. But more significantly, I actually found a different a little bit of a shift toward 
the collegial and team concept um, where my employees became a little bit more invested. And I don't think I really manage them very differently. I still, I still think that many of them act and work pretty independent, <laughs> like a 1099 in mm-hmm. terms of one of the things that I take pride in is, is the autonomy that I afford my professional staff because they are professionally trained. And I'm just really trying to provide a platform for them to serve and fulfill their professional goals while meeting a great need in the community. So I try not to micromanage too much of their schedule. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we self-schedule mm-hmm. at Miner's Healthcare too. And that that is a whole different level of investment. Like you mm-hmm. said, you know, they have a piece of the pie. And if they want to work 40 hours, they can schedule to work 40 hours. If they want to work 24 one week, they can do it. Mm-hmm. So it is nice. And so... When you started, did you start with OTs too and PTs? And see, all three of those entities, speech, the occupational, and the physical therapist, I think as a nurse in home health land, you guys are like unicorns. There's not near enough. And is your climate like ours is for nursing right now, that there are not enough nurses? Is that how it is for you guys too? It is. COVID has had, it's post-COVID, we really have had a staffing shortage that I've never experienced. 16 years of running the business and serving in this professional capacity. So yes, I I often, often laugh kind of with myself that if I could get a degree in all three services, professions, I would be... (laughs) a little bit more useful to myself because each discipline requires their own professional training and national credentialing and state licensure. So to supervise them like the OTAs, can you super, can you as a PT supervise the OTAs? No, that requires an occupational therapist. Yeah. Same with the speech Speech. pathologist and the speech pathology assistant. So, you know, and there are some professionals who have gotten dual credentials, but my, that's not really my calling. So I just try to create an attractive employment (laughs) opportunity. And um, in fact, most of our employees have either been referred um, by word of mouth or, yeah, personal referral over the past 16 years, which speaks, you know, speak. that's probably one of my greatest compliments that anyone can give me is um, recommending our services or a place of employment. Absolutely. And before we get into the meat potatoes of what Key Complete Therapies does, let's talk about some of the fun things that you guys have been serving in the communities doing and stuff like that. So what do you have coming up? Well, in the month of May, we were able to be involved with a couple of different nonprofit organizations that were hosting their local walks and fundraisers. And so we participated with the ALS walk, the multiple sclerosis. Actually, we have a strong partnership with the Nebraska Medical Center and the neuroscience division. And so we are a sponsor for the MS run that they're having first annual at Stinson Park. So that's exciting. We have the opportunity to work conjunction with several other entities and Creighton basketball program, men and women's basketball program, and doing a camp for individuals with special needs with the where the uh, student athletes come and participate with the children who have special needs in basketball skills development. So that's, that's exciting awesome. and always a big hit. And We also have some up-and-coming opportunities where we're going to be 
developing and hosting Young Athlete Camps, which is a Special Olympics-sponsored program in developing athletic skills for individuals from two to seven years old prior to their eligibility to participate in a Special Olympics team. That's awesome. And I know, you know, those of our listeners know that, you know, part of our mission for Minor Healthcare and Jay's Coffee is to open the multi-generational day program. Mm -hmm. And Vicki has been instrumental in helping just guide me to see, you know, what all do we need? Where do we need it from? Who do we need it from? And, you know, hopefully everything will come to fruition in the next year or so. And, you know, Vicki's got a very, very large pediatric focus as well that I don't think a lot of people know about and they should. Tell us a little bit about some some of the pediatric therapies or focuses that you have. Sure. Um, I mentioned a little bit about the programming for the, in collaboration with the Special Olympics. We also do, we serve lifespan, but we do have a specialized team that serves the pediatric population. We're doing aquatics-based therapy. We do, are launching a program this summer that is going to be utilizing magic and this motor control and the cognitive strategies around magic tricks and how that can be leveraged in a therapeutic delivery model. I cannot wait to see. I know. know. They actually were literally doing like having children perform magic tricks is, and that's just, that's what our therapy is instead of doing paper or uh, clothespins or stacking cups or throwing beanbags. So it's a nice way to bring a little bit fresher life and then also just Try to find a little bit of an opportunity to celebrate some successes and uh, what individuals can do instead of like their limitations. As and well. so with those patients, how are you getting referrals for those patients? Are those patients coming from um, home health agencies that already have those kiddos on service? Or are they coming from the med center, like the neuro centers? Where, where are you getting those referrals? We still have the majority of our referrals probably come in word of mouth, which is, again, the most wonderful thing ever. But we do, after 16 years, I think we have established a bit of relationship with some of the local providers, whether it be through either any of the medical centers in, in the metro area. So directly from patients, they can contact us if they happen to see our programming. So like for the basketball special skills development camp, that's a just direct referral. And then participating in either the Special Olympics or the MAGIC programs will have feeding groups and social groups. And so those things would be either through the physician's offices, if they're hearing about it, or community referrals. And the one thing that, you know, we we partner almost 100% exclusively with you, mm-hmm. with Miners oh, Healthcare. You. I don't have another therapy company in with any of our patients right now. And, you know, one of the things that sets you apart from the other agencies is your pediatric focus, because I can't think of another Mm. company that I have worked with in the past that has a focus on the kiddos. So I think that's fantastic. And I know that there are a lot of parents of special needs kiddos out there that, you know, sometimes could use the reinforcements and the resources that you do provide. Real quick, let's talk about your website. Let's talk about a place they can find you. Just your, your okay. web. Give Go ahead and give them your sure. web address. It is a kind of a mouthful, but it's www.keycompletetherapies.com. I don't think that's that bad. <laughs> I'm coming from minorshealthcare.com, so, <laughs> so you're okay. Your threshold. And, and you also have a fantastic staff that 
will answer the phone and answer yes. questions and they can get messages to you and you can call back and just connect people. Yep. There's um, a link on our website for contact us. So of course that just sends a, uh, an email address, an email over to our um, front desk. And then we also are on Facebook, of course, under Key Complete Therapies as well. There are... I interrupted you right before when we were talking about the website, because I wanted to just give it a couple times so people out there know exactly yeah. where to, to go for questions. Well, thank you. I appreciate that partnership so much. And yes, we definitely sort of take great pride in our service to individuals that the, the youngsters in our community and our pediatric population. One thing that I might point out too that I think sometimes people don't always recognize is we actually serve across the lifespan. So as we are working with youngsters with um, special needs and they begin to age out of other programs. Our services continue through the lifespan. So we actually don't discharge patients when they reach the age of majority, whereas some of the institutions and, and service providers around um, look for that referral to an adult provider. But what we really recognize is the an, Unfortunately, most adult providers aren't equipped to bring together the comprehensive care levels that are needed for individuals with lifelong disabilities and aging aging into their next phase of their life. So that's something that we do have quite a bit of services available as well. And I think a lot of times people don't understand what all is included in therapies in a therapy company. You know, it's not just uh, for the elderly. It's not just for a certain population, anyone can use a therapy company. And there are a lot of ways that insurance will still pay for this. But, you know, I think let's talk a little bit about the quieter age gap of, you know, the 20-somethings to the 50-somethings. Sure. One thing we haven't really specified, and I think it's worth noting because we just know it, so we're <laughs> it's just the elephant in the room. Key Complete Therapies, we actually haven't had a clinic. So this is our 16th year and our specialty has always been serving individuals in the natural environment. So um, we come to your home, we come to your daycare, we come to your day center, we come to your workplace, we meet you in the community. We meet you where you are physically and then also that's kind of like a, a dual meaning, right? Mm -hmm. That we meet you where you are and, yeah. and develop your goals and your program based on where you are. So when you when you ask about that, kind of what things make us different, I think the pediatric focus and our ability to transition some of those aging individuals into their next phase of their life is definitely a domain that separates us from a lot of what our colleagues in the community are doing. To answer your question about some of the areas that may not be so obvious, one of the things that I always point out is that wellness is part of our physical body. And so physical therapy and our ability to work with someone, not just in response to an injury, but looking at that things are getting harder, this, that you're having pain, that you're wanting to have a developed program that is specific to you with respect to what your functional capacity or, or levels are. A little bit of preventative maintenance, yeah, just like uh, we do on our cars. Kind of, yeah, yep. And one of the, from an occupational therapy standpoint and speech therapy standpoint, there are lots of unknowns when it gets into that domain because they're not as, not as well known about what services those individual professions may, um, may bring to, to you as a, as a patient or a client. And so when we look at opportunities to serve an individual from an occupational therapy needs, we're looking at how they are 
functioning in their completion of whatever their daily tasks are. And so there are um, it, whatever is happening in their workstation, whatever is happening in their capacity in their work level at home, in their play level if it's a child because that is their, their, their capacity mm-hmm. in their work. And then from a speech therapy standpoint, looking at the capacity to work through improved executive functioning, the capacity to manage breast support and swallowing function. It's not always just articulation and language development, which we kind of most commonly think about for individuals, children who are learning or developing or delayed in their speech acquisition, but it really can be more comprehensive across all of the all of the components of what speech and language involve. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're right. I'm glad you touched on that because a lot of people do just think it's speech mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know, the swallowing after a stroke or, you know, in some of the, the neurological diseases that, that we may suffer from, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm glad you said that. So let's talk about what Key Complete Therapies does for us. You gave an overview of, you know, what each role will do, but tell a little bit about, we've talked a little bit about the OTAs, PTAs, the assistants. What is a standard, let's, let's throw out a 67-year-old person who had a stroke and they were in the hospital. They're stable enough to go back home. And we've got probably all three services in there. So what is what does a, a schedule look like for this pretend patient? Sure. Well, again, depending on what all of the activity limitations might be, but we would certainly take a multidisciplinary approach to try to identify what the individual's goals and priorities are to be successful in their natural environment, in their likely in their home. So we might look at what their, so from a schedule standpoint, sorry to answer that question, from a schedule standpoint, each of our professionals would do an evaluation and really determine a frequency based on what the potential, what the, what the anticipated potential for improvements would be. So an acute, an individual following an acute stroke might be as frequently as two or three times a week for physical therapy or occupational therapy or speech all combined, which is a lot. Many times you'll see some of those acute patients, patients following an acute episode go to more of a rehab setting because of that, but maybe they're transitioning after that rehab setting. And so it really is going to just see like, where have they been and where's that gap from where they were pre-incident and kind of a, you know, a projection or a prognostication of what we would expect, what their tolerance for therapy might be. Oftentimes we look at where they have been and what the frequency of therapy was because really going from three times a week or three, three hours a day of therapy in an intensive program to home once a week really allows for a gap to happen. You know, no one, if you look at any sort of motor learning or training program, it would be ill-advised <laughs> to do something five days a week and then shift it immediately to one day a week or mm-hmm. vice versa, one day a week and all of a sudden do it five days a week. Mm-hmm. Your body really, that's not how our body And integrates. does insurance dictate a lot? You know, some of the insurance companies may. I always tell my therapist that we should be making our recommendations based on what our professional assessments are and what the capacity for improvements that we could envision together with the patient. But the bottom line can be insurance. And then there are opportunities to offer, obviously, private pay. We have very strong documentation around medical necessity. And that that puts a bit, bit of an onus on our company and our clerical and administrative staff to work with our therapists to do that justification. But I really... 
I that's one of the probably one of the other great things about um, our our employment is it's still run by a physical therapist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my bias is. I don't know if the patient needs it, we should try to get it. And mm-hmm. until someone tells me that we're not covering it or it's not available, then I'm pretty much going to keep asking for yeah. what is clinically indicated, not necessarily what's falling within their guidelines. What the Yeah, mm-hmm. what some insurance companies may be dictating in their, in their policies. Most insurance companies have an option for an appeal. We do more appeals than I would probably like to admit. Yeah. You peer to peers and peer to peers and yep. written appeals and you know, and that's but that's that's our role of an advocate in our professional capacity to really to serve the patient to their maximum recovery or maximum potential. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times what we see if we have a new patient that comes out of the hospital and they're going home, or just if it's been a little bit, we'll we'll say, hey, you know, we've had a patient with a UTI, I think we need some strengthening. And then we'll call your team, your team comes in and says, yeah, there, I can definitely see that this would help, or maybe not yet. Maybe mm-hmm. let's, you know, wait and see. So, you know, we, we, you guys come in for all different things. Strengthening is probably what we use you guys a lot for. Strengthening balance, dressing, speech or cognitive training, medication management. So your staff may be there as as caregivers, but really the family or the individual is wanting them to still be able to manage their meds themselves. That's a, you know, kind of a dignity or an independence thing that they're trying to maintain or showering still or mm-hmm. You know, it's a big deal to be able to get to the bathroom by yourself, right? And managing that. And so those are all things that we may be looking at. Safety in the home, whether or not they have an exit plan or can still activate an EMS process if something were to happen. Those are all you know, wide spectrum in the adult population of things that we would be looking at. Let's talk about real quick, the the 50 something patient who's really not having a lot of, you know, physical like OT kind of issues, but maybe just feels like they need some strengthening. Are there a lot of hoops to jump through for someone just off the street calling you saying, hey, I'm just I'm just noticing my balance isn't right. Is there somebody who could come in and just kind of assess and, you know, there's there's lots of different ways that people can contact you. Discharge planners at the hospital sometimes will coordinate you to come in post-hospitalization. You may get the referral from a skilled home health agency, right. but people can call you. Absolutely. We are credentialed just like any storefront outpatient physical therapy, occupational therapy, or speech therapy program. In Nebraska Um, and Iowa. In Nebraska and Iowa, exactly. Mm -hmm. So if, yeah, if you want to call us directly as as an individual, it's just a direct referral. What we do is we just either, if you have a prescription already from your physician, we take that and and we get all the demographics together and then get you on the schedule. If you are just interested and not sure if it's something that would be warranted for medical-based services that's covered under your insurance, you can give us a call. Our front desk will take your information and pass it on to me and I'll field that and get back to you and be able to do a bit of an inquiry and just make sure where that fits. And then we would do the legwork of getting that physician's referral, getting your insurance information, getting you scheduled to be able to proceed with 
that program. In those circumstances, we might see that that's like a pretty short episode of care where it might be two or four or five visits where we're just doing an evaluation, establishing a plan, practicing the plan, implementing the plan, and then transitioning to an independence with that plan. We meet people at the Y, we meet people at their gym and their work centers for workout. Like if you want to develop a program and you don't have the resources or knowledge of how to do that, that's definitely our expertise and something that's very available. I know that I'm glad you touched on the meeting somebody at the gym and their workplace because a lot of the workplace gym, you know, have gyms. So that would be a great, a great option as well. I know that one one way that we really utilize or post utilize, I guess, your team is when we have a when we when you guys come in for a patient, you guys usually leave us with a plan. (laughs) All the things that you guys have been working on, we want to keep going seamlessly to keep you know, a restorative program going. And we really appreciate that you are doing that education piece, not only to us, to the patient, to the patient's family. So, Well, that's good to hear. That's one of the things that I think as an educator, I talk a lot with my staff. I try to promote with my staff is that we're really only there maybe... Sometimes it might be an hour a week, sometimes in a more intense case, maybe a couple or several hours a week, but really the program's not happening only with us. We are the, you know, we're, we're, we should be developing it and directing it and training on it. But if we're not doing training on that program, then we probably are, are, are falling short of our responsibilities to make it successful. Coming to their home environment or their workplace, we are already kind of a step ahead of being able to make someone successful in the carryover to away from therapy. Mm-hmm. We see the chair that they're sitting on. We see the the steps that they have in their home or whatever the case may be. But we, if we're not giving them that tangible takeaway of what to do with it when we're not there, we should revisit that and, and get that on the plate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And that's kind of how we feel is, you know, Sometimes when we call in therapy, you know, you guys are there for two or three times a week, times whatever, six weeks, whatever you guys are are prescribing or ordering. And, you know, we are there for the long run. So if we don't take what the subject matter experts, you, are telling us and how we should help, you know, Jimmy get stronger to be able to do the three steps in his house, then it's not a growth point for us either. So we really appreciate that. And hopefully too, you're seeing that we have the opportunity to not only work with the individual that may be affecting those activity limitations, be affected by those activity limitations, but the caregivers too, right? Especially in our pediatric population or individuals that are requiring some additional care support. Those individuals aren't therapist. Mm -hmm. And so having the opportunity for us to break that down, like if it is an assist with a transfer or if it's an assist with dressing, you know, anyone can help complete a task, but we try to help the caregivers recognize and learn how can you facilitate this being a task that's getting completed, but still letting the individual complete as much of it as they can or make it as therapeutic as they can. So you're not adding another thing to anyone's plate, but dressing can be its own therapy if we kind of illuminate that for the caregivers of how to help it be therapeutic versus just getting it done. And, you know, building an autonomous environment for the patients is key because when they are mentally embarrassed and drained and you know, they're not going to perform as well. And they're not going to have the foresight to 
think things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, we see that with a lot of CVA patients, with a lot of neurodamage, traumatic brain injury patients that, you know, they're looking at where they sit right now. And it looks like a lot of doom and gloom for a lot of them, but they have the potential to be better mm-hmm. and we need to show them. But not all, you know, and we're, and we're also talking about parents of special needs kids. So teaching them proper transfer techniques, teaching them, you know, yeah, you're teaching the kiddo to do it too, but teaching parents on how to properly, you know, transfer or stand and pivot someone who just had a hip surgery versus, or a femur fracture or something like that, you know, teaching them to do that is going to just keep everybody so much more safe. Yes. And I think the thing that we have the great you know, opportunity being in the natural environment is those caregivers have probably already figured out some way to do it. And we're just able to watch what they're doing and, and modify it a little bit or refine it a little bit. So it's really just enhancing what they've already gotten figured Mm -hmm. out and leveraging that into even greater success for all parties involved. Yeah. And there's really a lot of things you can take away from that. I mean, they've been the caregiver day in, day out, and you never want to hurt their feelings or treat them like they haven't been the most valuable person to this patient's life. But there are so many things that you can go in and go, holy crap, (laughs) I got another patient in my head that I know we could really adapt this Mm -hmm. transfer way, or I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. just... You never know what you're going to learn. So, right. And caregivers that are being put into situations, whether it's short term or long term, they're going to get through with it, get through the process the best that they have, they can, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, I don't know if we can break this task down in a way with a different set of eyes, with a different knowledge base, you know, they're just, they're just loving that person. Mm-hmm. So if you combine loving that person with our knowledge, it's a pretty good pair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you do have some pretty big news coming down the pike. Why don't you tell everybody about that? Yes, we're so excited. After 16 years of having our exclusive delivery model be Uh, coming to people in the natural environment, we have actually decided to open a clinic. And so this late summer, we will be opening a clinic at 6161 West Center Road in Omaha. And the main purpose of the clinic is really going to be to give us an opportunity to host some more collaborative opportunities and bring more of our clients together so that we are actually bridging that gap between in us serving individuals in their community to a community platform where the community where the individuals can come together and interact. We're going to be having special Olympics programming there. We're going to be doing some group, I think I mentioned that earlier, but some group activities around some social activities, some feeding groups, maybe doing some adaptive programming around fitness and wellness, done some adaptive yoga before for children as well as adults. We've done adaptive qigong, which is similar to tai chi. So really having an opportunity to create a presence in the community for our clients to come together instead of always being isolated. Yeah, that's very cool. And that exorbitant area is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And so, yeah, really excited. And you actually were one of our speakers at the Women's Refill My Cup event last yes. year for My Nurse Healthcare. And you did teach us some Qigong. Yes. And everybody loved it and had a great time. <laughs> you had everybody out of their seats and, and it was very, very cool. So Yeah, well, thank you. And one of the nice things about Qigong and Tai Chi yoga as well, you can do it in a seated or adaptive or modified positioning as well as in, you know, more traditional stance. So it gives us an opportunity to, again, really meet people where they are, but bring the benefits of the activity to them. And you are very healthy. You are very fit. So tell me some, give me your top two 
tips for keeping our bodies moving that maybe we didn't think about? Well, I think the one thing that is so essential that we miss a lot on is the value of what we're putting in our body as a fuel source. So good nutrition and and water intake become pretty critical as a fuel source to be able to ask the machine that we're working within. So even though that's not necessarily quote unquote PTOT or speech concepts, I think that just recognizing our body as our vehicle and prioritizing that. In there, I'll also kind of link sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> and management around some of our self-care things. From the standpoint of keeping things moving, I think that I try to do this with our clients and mentor that with our up-and-coming professionals, but really finding the thing that brings you joy. And so it may not be always the checkbox of the exercise class, quote unquote, or going out and doing a run or doing an exercise, an aquatics exercise program, but really finding something that brings you joy and then linking that into an activity and mobility or task, a a paradigm where you're able to bring that with you or somehow synthesize that with the movement goals that you have. Yeah, you need to meet Kate Sampson. Mm-hmm. She is a nutritional therapist that I had on my podcast a couple months ago. And she talks about how we should use and how we can use food to heal our bodies mm. for different things. So yeah. there's a lot of different things that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily maybe have to take medicine for if we were, you know, supplementing correctly with our food, with healthy whole foods. So, mm-hmm. But you would probably appreciate a yeah, uh, intro to her. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Because you guys kind of have the same mission there. Mm-hmm. So, well, I I appreciate the heck out of you, and I'm glad oh, that you gave you. us some time here. And hopefully, I'm going to sweet talk her into being a speaker again at our October 27th refill my cup. I'm sure I can probably twist her arm, but <laughs> everybody enjoyed her last year. So we try to have different speakers that can give us different bits of information out of their out of their big brains and. Help us find our healthiest, happiest lives that we can. I'm glad you talked about sleep. I don't talk about sleep on the podcast as much as I should, but oh. it's so very important. Yeah. And I'm a do as I say, not as I do kind of girl. <laughs> but yeah, sleep is is so important and it, it definitely fits in, in the whole wellness mantra. So I appreciate you and thanks for being here. Thank and you. tell us a little bit again how we can get a hold of you. Oh, sure. Uh, the website is www.keycompletetherapies.com. And our office number is 402-819-8477. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Vicki. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.